Welcome to another edition of the Authentic Conviction Podcast. Uh, we took a little bit of a of a break, and uh, we're back. We're, we're we're jazzed up. We're excited, and a lot of good stuff to cover today. We've got a friend of mine and and a uh, fellow entrepreneur. The, the business acumen that's sitting next to me far exceeds mine. So I'm excited to have uh, Mr. Paul Carpenter with us. Um, he's re- he represents uh, his 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 firm is Zone Insights Profiling. Basically, is 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 what it is. And many of you that have um, that have listened to the podcast know that we often talk about our our colors, you know. And and and, and I realize, well, my gosh, I've got the the Godfather of of Zone Insight that can kind of give us some insight on on what that means. So before I go any further, um, I want to welcome Paul and uh, obviously then let Paul tell the listeners uh, a little bit about yourself and a little bit about, you know, the, the genesis of, of what you've created. Well, thanks, Joe. Hey, I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun today. As you know, our styles as we talk in colors. Um, yeah, I started a company called Zone Insights. This is our 21st year of uh, really connecting people. That is probably the premise of what we do. We connect people in management, we connect people in sales, and, and really we've got an application for life. So whether you're married or you're in dating or you're in a relationship or you're a parent, there's a lot of applications certainly to style. So we have a lot of fun. Uh, on a personal note, I've got four kids. I'm married, as I mentioned, and we had our first grandchild in January, so that was pretty cool. Congratulations. Pretty exciting. I know I don't look that old, but hey. No, heck, not a right? day over 40. No, right, right. <laughs> I have a few pounds over 40, but nonetheless, but I'm working on it. So yeah, so thanks for having me, man. Yeah. It's exciting. It's exciting. So you said four kids. I'm not letting you off the hook that easy. So tell me a little bit about like what, what makes the Carpenter family tick. Well, I, I'll tell you, we, we always wanted kind of a team. So if people look at us with four kids and say, hey, didn't you figure out the math? And, you know, but we love it. Uh, two of my kids are married. So now we're up to six in the, the nucleus here. And uh, we've got two that are just finishing up school and on their own. We're empty nesters. So boy, girl, boy, girl. And um, it's just been a great ride. I, I will tell you, um, you know, like I mentioned, everything kind of comes back to colors for us. And our kids even speak the language, and it's just a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, I've got my oldest, Tim, is married. He and his wife, Emily, live in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I've got my oldest daughter, Stevie, and her husband, Luke, who just had a baby, baby AJ. They live in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, then I have Isaac, who's here in town, as well as my daughter, Heidi. So Great. It's a great run, man. Yeah, I've been, I've been able to work with Isaac a little bit. So, yeah. You know, uh, J-Rock across the table here uh, was able to introduce me to Isaac. And he actually got to meet some of my baseball players on the team that I coach and has been involved a little bit. So you you raised a good boy. Well, thanks. I give his mom and my wife credit for most of that. But, yeah, Yeah. it's been a good ride. And to see them, I think, you know, people ask us all the time, hey, what's it like being an empty nester? I said, well, we're still new at it. But the thing we're having fun is our kids come back and and, uh, seeing them as adults, seeing them thrive, seeing them. Uh, I'll say play the part of leaders in the areas that they're working in. Um, it's, it's fun. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. That's so, great. Yeah. Well, you know, we, uh, we kind of uh, connected, uh, it was almost a year ago, and we were yeah. w- working through our, our Apex strategies, and which we still have some time to put into and, and, and visit on that. But, um, you know, just the, the overall feel I got from me was amazing. And, and not only that, um, even going back to the first time I met, I met Josh, and we walk in, we have a lunch over at, at the firehouse, and he immediately turned to somebody and, and, and called out my color. And so it was kind of funny that he's like, uh, I, I forget I forget what he said. I think he said, uh, high, high, uh, red, yellow, 
high yellow. Yeah. yeah. So it was, um, you know, and from there, it kind of, I just, I, I, I tucked it away yeah. and I'm like, all right, we got, I got to circle back to this with this young yeah. guy because yeah. I just met him. So yeah. I'm on fire about something. You, you, can I, can, can we indulge just for a minute? It's all you, man. Because I'm going to set the tone here for what we're doing today. Okay. okay you got it. So my poor, my fellow associates in this office have to deal with me after I have a weekend of motivation yes. and I'm on steroids for some things I'm dealing with health wise. Yeah. So I'm like Captain America right now, you know, <laughs> like energy and everything. So I, I, I finished David Goggins book. Yeah. Can't hurt me. Yeah. I think it's the, the title of it. Can't be. And amazed, but l- let me tell you what, what the most resounding thing that came out of that for me is you know, you and I would, would, I would say that not just us saying this self-proclaimed, um, and again, this kind of goes to what we talked to about authentic conviction is don't be afraid to say the things that you're good at. Right. Yeah. But we're motivators, right? Sure. Like every time I have a conversation with you, I feel energy, m- energy and motivated yeah. to do what I'm doing. And yeah. so, and Goggins was crazy because, you know, basically he said, you know, uh, I hate to burst everybody's bubble, but motivation is crap. Oh. Right. And, and, and I, I kind of let, let him go a little bit and he's a savage. Like he's, he's a, yeah. He's on a different in a different atmosphere, but the thing that I took away from what he was saying ultimately, and I won't bore you with all his story, was was at the end of motivation, you better have purpose. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think what I ha- the way I would jump in on that is, you know, a lot of times I speak at a lot of environments, annual meetings, all, all kinds of corporate settings, and people ask me, well, what you know, what do you do? And I said, well, if you're looking for a motivational speaker, I'm probably not your guy. Mm-hmm. I want to give you content and that's not to take away from anybody that's a quote unquote motivational speaker. There's a place for it. There's Mm -hmm. a place to get you fired up, but the content is really what carries its application. See if it's all, if it's all cheerleading and, and not any real meat on, it's all sizzle, not steak. Mm -hmm. What do you do with it? Right. What, What I find is a lot of times people go home and two days later, they're back to, you know, kicking the dog again. It's like, it just didn't work. Mm -hmm. It didn't stick. Mm -hmm. And so, I think the difference with our training, uh, at least from what our clients would say, is we make it applicable. Even with the profiling, there are 150 different profiles, uh, validated profiles, or probably more than that around that you can get access to, from free to who knows how much money. When people say, what kind of profile do you use? And I say, well, it really doesn't matter to me which profile it is. It's the question is, what are you teaching to apply it? How would, like, even yourself, you know, I I get brought into companies like yours all the time, and they say, how do we deal with this guy? Mm -hmm. Because he's all over the place. I mean, he's a genius. He's a genius on demand. We need a new idea. We need this. You know, I always say there's a gift and a gap. The gift is you're a genius. The mm-hmm. gap is you're a genius. Mm-hmm. And what you have to watch for, if you don't know what your gap is, then it's a blind side. It's, it's something you don't see. It's a, it's an area that is potentially hurting your business or your relationships and you just don't see it. Right. And then you're frustrated that everybody's frustrated about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you in particular, but just in general, what I'd say is, you know, the, the, the starting point in our world is always a profile because it helps you raise awareness on you. Mm-hmm. And it helps me see how to connect with you. Mm-hmm. And that's where the power comes from. So I, I'm with you on the idea that motivation by itself is not enough. It's not that it's bad. Right. It's just it's not enough. Not at my house anyway. Well, and thank God it's not bad. I mean, I, I say that. It's like almost anybody that's listening is like maybe I already turned off the uh, the podcast <laughs> and they're listening to Joe Rogan or something else right now just for a good laugh. But it's like you know, I, I, I'm a motivator. Like that's people will hear our difference in our voices. Like yeah. I'm a high energy that's the way I've always been. And we'll get into you know, how, how I, I won't change. I am who I am. Right. And you can, 
you, you would have pegged me in the first 30 seconds of our call. But, you know, the idea is that, you know, the way I think of it is uh, two, two examples is motivation is the real and purpose is, or sorry, motivation is the trailer and purpose is the whole darn real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and when I tell my kids is, you know, when, the, when a battery dies in a car, you better have jumper cables, yep. right? But if I, if I put the jumper cables on and I start the car and within two seconds I turn it off, you're going to be right back where you were. That car's got to run for a while right. and that's purpose. Yeah. And so, you know, for, for me and what I do uh, for a living, I, I mentioned you right before you came in, meeting with clients that are going through the loss of a loved one, mm -hmm. you know, and we're guiding them through that path. And that's a powerful, powerful moment, right? Um, but you better have the right people in the room. You know, if I'm meeting with an engineer, I want to have an analytic in the room or somebody that's high blue and we're going to get to that. Right. Yeah. They may not really feel my, my high red or high yellow in that, in that room, but like even, even to the point of finding the right advisor, building the right team, you know, I think that that, that purpose has to be in place and you got to create some, some healthy boundaries to say, you know, here's where my talent starts, but I also need to know where my talent ends. Yeah. And now how can I complement that to build the perfect team? Well, I'll jump in on that. You know, I, I think the opportunity is, is even beyond that is to adjust. I mean, at the end of the day, you, you people say, hey, am I going to change or did my profile change? I'm like, by and large, unless you've been through some trauma, unless you've been through some major life event, the odds are your profile is pretty, pretty dialed in. Right? You are so who you are. How you're wired. <laughs> yeah. The principle that we apply is, and you know, you talk about conviction, the, the conviction that I apply to as it relates to this is never let your style get in the way of success. Some of the biggest success that we've had in our business is helping guys like you, because what happens is you're, you're definitely wired the way you are. Mm -hmm. And, and you can, you can take a choice. You can either bring people in around you who complement your style and, and complete your team, or you can learn how the other half lives. You can learn how to apply what you know to the way they speak or the language that they speak in. And that's where we really started using our profiles with financial advisors. Mm -hmm. Because what I think old school selling says, hey, sell to the dominant personality. Mm -hmm. That's what we were all taught, at least right. in my age group. And you're, you're sitting across from a couple and, you, you know, one of them's more than likely the dominant of the two. And the idea is I'll sell to that person and they'll just carry along their mm -hmm. spouse or their other the significant other. Right. Right. I would submit to you that the person who's quiet is the one unwinding you on the way home. Yep. They're the ones going, didn't like that guy. Mm -hmm. His jokes were not funny. He's pushy. <laughs> He's not as cool as he thinks he no. is. <laughs> yeah. He talked more about himself than, you know, the, yeah. all of those things. And so, yeah. you know, there's so many different applications of understanding personality styles and human dynamics. And, and so I, I really, I think my challenge for people who are listening is, Hey, don't let your style get in the way. Just because you're wired this way doesn't mean you have to be that way in every environment. Mm -hmm. and that's where, I, I mean, I saw that personally play out in my own family. I'm a pretty hard driving, you know, raise the bar kind of guy, you know, entrepreneur, multiple businesses. And my style was killing my family. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm being vulnerable, it was yeah. pretty harsh on my kids, pretty rough at home, just in general. And when I started understanding how to shift from that gut to a guideline, changed my life. Yeah. Powerful. You so. know, it's amazing, Paul, you bring that up is, is when we're, um, so there's a lot of people that are in the sales world listening to this, I think okay. naturally, right? Sure. Like, um, so <clears throat> when they're, those people that are out there, young salespeople, old salespeople, whatever you want to, how, whatever you're selling or doing or serving, 
there's always going to be a conversation on the way home from that meeting. Correct. And it, the odd thing is, is everybody's like, well, yeah, it, I'm, I'm not joking you. I was like 39 years old when I actually took the time to walk through one of my couples that came into my office and meet with, meet with me right. and wonder, what is that conversation going to sound like for their 20-minute drive home? And did I cater to both people so that when they're going back and forth in the conversation that I gave both the, the fair opportunity? Because you're right, I think we do. And the other thing I, w- I, would, I would throw out there is the people that acknowledge maybe I'm not as organized. I'm, I'm great at communicating, but I'm not as, let's say, um, I'm great at communicating, but I'm not as organized or I'm not as driven or whatever it might be. We are drawn to recruit and be around people like us, right. which exacerbates the problem, right? Well, I remember when I was early in my career and my wife, I was interviewing a young lady to be an admin for me. And my wife called me in the afternoon and she says, uh, hey, how did your interview go? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it was awesome. I mean, this young lady was here for probably three and a half hours. And she's like, oh, did you profile her? Of course, this was kind of culture in our family, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, she's my profile. And she said, shocker. She said, let me ask you a question. Is that the style you need in that position? And I'm like, uh, no, I don't need a twin of me. I'm the, I need help. I need to compliment me in that mm-hmm. role. And she said, yeah, the reason you had a three and a half hour conversation is because it was like two birds of a feather kind of flocking together. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, you can tell her she's not getting the job, you know, <laughs> and, and the reality of it is she's right. I mean, the yeah. truth of the matter is styles attract styles. People of like mind, people like people like themselves, I think is the old principle. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think there is this mindset that and I think a lot of salespeople use that as a, a way to connect with people. Like, hey, I'm this way, you're this way, let's be friends. You'll be fast friends. But I always tell people, like, when you're in my training, I'll say, hey, listen, if you like my style, don't give me a hall pass on the content. Mm -hmm. Like, just because you like me doesn't mean what I'm teaching is good for you. I need you to challenge that. And I'm giving you full permission to do that. On the flip side, if you don't really like my style, I'm going to ask you to try to look past it for the content. Mm-hmm. And I think of you sitting in front of couples, there's going to be times or there probably has been times where you may lose somebody for the wrong reason because they judged you based on your style, not on your knowledge. I mean, you're a genius in this financial services. I've seen the work you've done, mm-hmm. but somebody might be like, Hey, I didn't think his joke was funny or I didn't think he was loud or he, whatever, whatever right. they judged you on. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm just of a big believer. That's why we use profiling up front. We ask our customers to take a profile before we ever sit down with them mm-hmm. because then I can look at Mr. And Mrs. Or the two people as individuals and literally have a conversation with them individually. I can say, hey, Bob, you know, based on how you're wired and communicate, you're probably going to want the short version of this. But, Mary, I'm guessing a lot of times people don't really ask you if you want to know the details. And Mary's like, oh, my gosh, for once, somebody's listening to me because my husband now is shut up. Mm-hmm. And this guy recognized I need details to get comfortable. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I'm now winning both of them from a trust factor because I understand the way they roll, the mm-hmm. way they're wired. And that's what makes it so powerful. We've talked a lot about this in, in our in our episodes here. Is it's a tapestry, mm-hmm. you know? And I kind of I, I in when I was uh, I, I was speaking on somebody else's podcast earlier in the week, we were talking about that, and I call it a toolbox, yeah. you know. And um, so here's an interesting uh, way of explaining this: is uh, so I went to Lowe's, we had to get some stuff for some things we're doing at the house. Uh, and by the way, beyond a, a, a hammer and a drill, <laughs> right? 
I'm I'm I pretty can, useless. I can pump gas and drive as well. Yeah, I have a great Rolodex. Let's <laughs> right. just put it that way. I don't know water, but I know a plumber. I got a guy. Yeah, I got a guy. <laughs> but I'm like, no, enough of that, right? Yeah. So I said, all right. So I'm walking through, and I remember something. I, I I don't know if it was my dad or my grandpa, but he had these this this toolkit. Now they sell them like yeah. Dewalt sell all. Of, it's a it's a Black and Decker. So it's a um it's just a, a 75 piece. And I'm like, look, if you know how to use every single one of these tools. Right. There's not a whole lot that you're not going to be able to do around your house that right. doesn't require. It's not a wet saw or something like that or a Dremel. <laughs> right. We're using. So I bought it. And so now I'm, I'm going to be, you know, working with my kids and say, hey, let's pick a couple tools every single week and let's learn how. Let's find a way that we can use them. Right. right? And I feel like life is the same way. You know, now where the dynamic comes in, similar to home projects, is there's no two projects that's really alike. Right. right is that you, so you have four kids. I do. So now you're saying, okay, what's it like to be a carpenter? Right. What does leadership look like? Right. And now it's being discerned a completely different way four times. Yes, but I would say the key to that is making sure you're on the same page. Yeah. I think the key is saying we're going to define, here's where we're starting, here's where we're going, and here's how we're going to get there. And there can be latitude in the recipe, in the how we're going to get there, mm-hmm. but it needs to be confirmed that your ability is high and your effort's high in order to achieve it to get there. Most people are trying to manage the result. Even as a business owner, I would say when I get hired by um, companies and the business owner says, well, my salespeople aren't getting the results. I'm like, great. What are you measuring? They're like, the results. I'm like, yeah, that you can't manage the result. Activity. You can only manage the activity that gets the result, right? (laughs) Yeah. And so at the end of the day, I think the same thing goes for the way you outline leadership with your kids. You can't say, I want my kid to be successful. That's the result. The question is, what kind of things do they put their time and energy into in order to become successful? Mm -hmm. Now, you've got a track record yourself. You can use your own model. There's lots of books. You can go get a model. There's lots of people you could look up to, mentors or people who are just successful and say, I'm going to follow the path they followed. Hey, if that fits within the boundaries by which you subscribe or the principles or the, you know, whether you have a spiritual component to your life or whatever you're into, mm-hmm. then I think you, you've got the free, the, the beauty of where we live today. You've got the freedom to go do that. I think yeah. that's awesome. But you know, you think about your four kids and I can say, well, each of my four kids, they're wired independently. They all have their own bent, I think as it has, as it's put, but the application of leadership doesn't change just because your personality is different. Mm-hmm. We're defining leadership in a way that's clear that no matter what your personality is or what level of position you're in, like I have a principle that says leadership is not positional. I don't care if you're the lowest guy on the totem pole or the highest guy on the totem pole. We subscribe in this building under this roof to this definition of leadership. Mm-hmm. And you can either get your team to engage in it or you can dictate it. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. I yeah. like the idea of getting their fingerprints on it. So a lot of times we would go to our kids and we'd say, hey, this is kind of what mom and dad are looking for as it looks like for being a leader in our home. What can you contribute? And the funny thing is sometimes the kids were had a higher bar than we did. Mm-hmm. And I think employees are the same way. I think parenting and management, the difference is you can't fire your kid. You know, one of, one of my mentors since I was 13 years old is Matt Massey. Oh, yeah, sure. And is still a dear friend of mine and somebody that I, I would call, you know, at any point because I always know he knows my heart and he knows where I'm at. But he's also honest and accountable. Strong. Yeah. And, you know, he told me, he's, he's, he, it was a nice compliment. He said, you're one of the most, you know, loving and caring people that I've been giving people I've ever met. But, you know, that comes with some, some collateral damage because you tie yourself in everybody else's happiness. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, in his words, like, you know, one of my wells that I, that I shouldn't be going to is, you know, my, my wife's happiness, my wife's happiness is not Matt Massey's responsibility. Mm -mm. You know, he's like, he's like, it's not mine. It's her responsibility. Mm -hmm. Now, do I want to have an environment where I can make her happy and I want her to be happy? Yes. But at the end of the day, it's her responsibility. And I think with kids, you know, and I, and, and I struggle with this a lot is I wear it. I wear it too much. You know, it's almost like, I mean, heck, I still wear a Notre Dame loss for a week, you know, until the following <laughs> Saturday. And I can't let it go. But I think that's what drives my competitive side. But in terms of my nurturing and high green, and we'll, we'll get to the colors next, but is that I have a really hard time. And I would say I even do this at work, too. I have a hard time not owning that to the point where then it debilitates me. And then when you get debilitated, then you can't process logically because you're in your your, your fight or flight. Right. And so that to me is the biggest challenge. I would say more so as a parent than even as an employer or, or a professional, but, uh, but you know, did, did you, so you said you walked through that insight testing with your, with your kids. Yeah. We, well, we pro people ask me all the time, how old do your kids have to be to take a profile? And yeah. So it, their profile still, it, it's rooted fairly early in age, but there is some adjustment to it. Um, mm -hmm. I would say 13 when they can understand the questions of the profile right and and correctly I would say define the words in there to understand it that's when they're at appropriate age mm -hmm. um, but you know at the end of the day again the profile is not the end-all be-all like in reality even with what you're you, see if your awareness gets high in the in, in the gap in the area where you you are, are blind it's mm -hmm. the blind side right? So for you, your need for approval because of your yellow and your mm -hmm. care, empathy, and compassion because of your green is going to tie you into rescuing mm -hmm. by nature. I don't know you that well, but I would just say. You nailed it. Okay. So, <laughs> and I would say rescuers become victims. It's not wrong to rescue, but you yep. do need to count the cost. Mm -hmm. The question you might ask yourself is, am I helping my child develop leadership at, in rescuing them in this moment? Does that make sense? Yes. And so if you are rescuing them because they need rescued, because they would be in a liability situation, a risk situation, like right now, mental, uh, mental health is such a big deal. And there's a lot of people in a lot of dark places. I, I, I couldn't coach a parent to not help their kid who is on the edge. Mm -hmm. I don't care how old they are. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter their age because suicide is off the rails right now. Mental health is really tough right now. There's a lot of stuff going on determining where that line is, is really, really hard. But if it's like, Hey, I got a 25 year old who's capable, who has a college degree, who doesn't have a real job and they want to keep living at my house. I don't think that's a mental health thing. Mm -hmm. I think that kid's not motivated to get out of work because he, right now he doesn't have any pain. He's got food in his freezer. Mm -hmm. Why go hunting? Right. It's cold out there. Right. And so the same thing happens with salespeople. People are like, how come my people aren't selling? I don't know how much you paying them. Well, we pay them a hundred thousand dollar base salary in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm like, Hmm, that's odd. Yeah. It's odd that they don't want to go hunting. Really? Because, they, they, yeah. They don't want to go. I know. Shock, right. You're like, I wonder why they don't want to pick up the phone and make a call and get rejected, get their teeth kicked in, get lied to. What did Conor McGregor say? It's really hard to wake up and get the, get the crap beat out of when you got 50 million in the bank. Right. And so and he was end, a plumber when he started well, making nothing. Right. I, I think the idea of promoting leadership is getting people to take personal responsibility for the outcome. Mm -hmm. And when you're taking the responsibility for your kids, I don't care how old they are. You're not actually promoting leadership. 
you're you're rescuing Mm -hmm. and you know your style your nature leads you to it but again in my house i'd say as a leader don't let your style get in the way of your success. Mm-hmm. See, the, the higher your awareness is, and this guy over here has been a great example. Like He's grown dramatically based on his own style because of his personality style. His desire to be outgoing and connect with people, not real high. Mm-hmm. But he's adjusted because he's like, hey, if I'm going to be successful in this workplace, i got to overcome some of this. And if you want to have any money left for retirement, no pun intended in your world, mm-hmm. don't give it all to your kids right now. Mm-hmm. Man, I love what you said. So you brought up the same exact conversation that that Matt and I had. Nice. Which is the rescuing. Yeah. So and the thing that, and I know you were alluding to this, but like, here's what people don't understand. I, I got to have this conversation all the time is, you know, so it's, it's like when you call somebody a victim that is a really nice person. Like I, I will, you got vulnerable. I'll do the same thing. I put myself in that victim mindset. And I loathe victim mindsets, right? But here's how I do it. What do rescuers do? They rescue people, and then the person they rescued feels fulfilled. So they're not going to do anything in return. So the person that rescued wants to feel loved and doesn't, so then they become the victim. Correct. Okay? It's it's called Cartman's Triangle. There you go. And it's the most unhealthy, vicious cycle that people can fall in. And it is the epitome of, of enabling. And, and so, and, and on top of that, the next step to that is what you're talking about, in my opinion, is, is creating boundaries, Correct. healthy boundaries. And so as we, I, I, I've dangled it enough, as we get into these colors and what they mean, it's, I think that um, having a general idea of how people are wired is going to give you such a better landscape on how to communicate and how to create those boundaries. Yes. 100% of the time. See, if you're from a different country and speak a different language mm-hmm. and I'm going to come to your country, I should probably learn your language. That's the way I look at it. Yes. Your office is down the hall. My office is down here. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to go to your office, I have the, in my opinion, I put the obligation on me to make sure I know your language before I enter your door. Mm-hmm. If you're coming to mine, I'm going to ask you to do the same. And in my house, what I would say leadership is we both agree to learn each other's language and we meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to speak a little bit of mine. You're going to speak a little bit of yours. And we're going to respect the fact that we see through a different lens. Yes. And actually use that to our advantage. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. One of my kids said to me, so which style should you marry? And Ooh. I'm like, great question. You're hosed either way. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I good said, luck. When you figure that out, buddy, let's go, let's go hit the road. We can sell that, I, right? <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, you fall in love with the opposite. And yep. you hate, you're stuck with it. Yeah. I mean, if we're being honest, yeah. you're like, God. And, I, and, and on the other side, my wife and I are completely opposite. Mm-hmm. And we joke about 29 years in, we feel like we've kind of got it figured out. But I'll tell you, it's work. Yeah. Because we see through very different lenses. I see left, she sees right every time. Mm-hmm. Now, we've tried to embrace it and we've tried to utilize her skills in areas I'm not good at. Mm-hmm. And my skills in areas she's not good at. And we have a very, I'd say, strong respect for each other to meet that need. But if you don't have that, you fall in love, you get in, you feel stuck. And for a lot of people, you get out. And I'd say you lose for the wrong reason. Yeah. You marry the same style or you date or whatever you're into. Relationship-wise, you're in the same style. Mm -hmm. You'll be really, really good at certain things, and you both will be really, really not so good at other things. So, like, for example, I get uh, uh, certain colors. I'm going to say, like, yellows are not typically great with money. Managing money, uh, balancing their checkbook, having a budget, living off of budget. Their idea is we'll just go make more. Mm -hmm. Make more than we spend and we win. Okay, that that is a very typical yellow mm-hmm. mindset. You get two high yellows married together, 
they're geniuses at making money, but they have no idea where it and is. And make a million and spend nine ninety nine, <laughs> or more. Yeah, or more. <laughs> right. That's you the know, American way. Because they had a credit card you could get a hundred thousand points with. Oh when yeah. They sign up and yeah. So think about that in your world as a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. You get a high yellow coming in. One of the things I'm always coaching my financial advisors on is I say, hey, look. I need some proof behind what they tell you they have saved for retirement. You're like, so you're new to me. Tell me a little bit about your plan. You've been saving for retirement. And they're like, oh yeah, been saving for a long time. That that's that 401 thing, right? I've been putting money into it. Yeah. How much do you have in there? Oh, tons, lots, (laughs) lots. And you're like, um, is there anything in there? And and they open up an envelope and it's like, no, that's not my statement. (laughs) Open up another envelope. No, that's not that's my not, statement. I brought yeah. the wrong statement. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so at the end of the day. No clue. No. Yeah. None. Uh, yeah. In fact, it's funny for, for the guys that are selling annuities. When we started using the profiling with them, one of the biggest ahas is most folks on the insurance side really struggle with the engineer. Mm-hmm. Because they're detailed. They want to read the contracts. They have questions. All the things that the high red yellow salespeople the forefront yeah. they, they're in the forefront in the Correct. back of the, cr- of the contract well, they actually read the contract even right the producer hasn't read the contract and the engineer you know, and the engineers the read product. it twice right. right yeah yeah and so they're like I, I i mean literally they'll say i i hate i hate selling to engineers i kick them out of my office can't stand them what they hate about is they get questioned they don't want to be questioned because mm-hmm. of their high red personality it's a respect mm-hmm. issue and what I tried to help them see is you, what, what you're missing is the high blue green actually craves annuities because it's safe. Right. And they have money. Right. they budget. Right. So if you can learn how to connect with them, and I have good news, we can teach you, you'll open yourself to a whole new world of business with clients who will be loyal, will share it with their friends. Will bring other like-minded people into you. Not questioning everything because they already understand it. Well, because you address it in the way they'll hear it. Yes. See, if you'll learn that up front. And, I mean, a lot of guys know. You know what I mean by yeah. that? Yep. I mark it based on personality style. So they're looking high blue, high green. 100%. You know, it's crazy. So I've been doing this 22 years, okay? And in my first, I'd say 10, because you know my personality. Sure. Okay, and, and, and Josh here will tell you, my team will tell you, when I get on a whiteboard, I can break down the details and the nuances of very, very Deep intricate planning, yep. right? Yep. But that's never the issue. So that's the motivation. Yep. The purpose and the substance and the systems and the organization. See, what, what, when we leave that meeting, what an engineer would need or somebody that is more, uh, I would say, a, 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 maybe even a CPA. Analytical. Any analytical, yeah. right? Any, any high blue. Correct. Is, right. is going to leave that office and, and expect an email within 24 hours with a detailed rundown, spreadsheet, whatever it might be, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to do that. Now, I wasn't running my own firm. It was just me. It was right. a one-man show. Right. Fast forward. Now, in my last 12 years of running this firm, yeah. I love it because the worst thing that Structure. we have to deal with is when we go through a process, I fear the client that doesn't ask questions and just nods like this more than I fear the person that wants to ask 100 questions because the one that's not asking a question in that right. meeting – Three months later, has already heard from Billy down at the automotive shop, who apparently knows more about financial planning than me, yeah. and says, Joe, I heard, or, or my favorite is, well, they say, and I always, who's they? My, I kill my wife. I'm like, who's they? The Tell, president yeah, and his wife is who's, what we were told. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk about who they is? <laughs> right. The um, but yeah, I, I, I'm totally on board with that. Yeah. And, and, and I would say um, having even, so from my perspective, I'm big on joint work. I'm big on team culture. Okay. 
is almost every client that we work with has at least at least two people, usually yeah. up to four, because you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And so why am I not bringing the right person with the right tool into the, into the office? And people, some people think, oh, they know this product or something better. No, no, no. This is their style. This is how, what's going to cater to that client. So let's, let's do this. Let's dig in. I, uh, let's, let's use us yeah. as a way of going through these colors. Sure. So I want to hear what is Paul Carpenter? Give me your colors and then explain what those colors are. And then I'll let you dissect me like Dr. Phil. Oh, I'll do everything I can. Okay. Uh, so if you were to look at my graph, I have 100% red, 100% yellow, I'm 12 in the green, and I'm 4 on the blue. Now, what that means in English would be that I'm very, very direct very bottom line, um, that my energy is put into results. Don't even have to be good ones. Whatever I deem is a valid result. You know, when I'm doing training, I say buy milk, fire bill, pick up million dollars, and they're all equal. <laughs> I'm pissed if I didn't get the milk that night. Mm -hmm. I was like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to get the stinking milk. It was on my list. It will get done. That's that red. That red is a driver. That's why things get done in my house or in my business, because I'm driven like that. The yellow that I have is the motivator. That's the cheerleader. That's the charmer. That is the ability to connect with literally anybody on the planet. The yellow is um, is magic in a lot of respects. A lot of people. So anybody on a stage, typically, if they're engaging, going to have a lot of yellow in them. They're going to have a skip to their step. They're going to be upbeat. They're going to be um, relationships are where they get their energy. Mm -hmm. and their key motivator is fun. They don't miss a party. They could be deathly ill, and they hear there's a party, and a miracle from above will occur. They're like, dude, I thought you were sick, and you're like, I was. I puked. I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> FOMO? Yeah. They have a little bit of FOMO well, in, the, in their life? That's yellow okay, right there, yeah. my friend. So, yeah, without <laughs> a doubt. Um, and then uh, the green that I don't have is your peacekeeper, your steady relator, it's the person who, um, it's the glue in an organization. It's the conscience. Mm -hmm. It's who says that's not appropriate. Mm -hmm. The red yellows don't, don't really even know the rules. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't get it. Uh, the greens actually care that, you know, so, you know, well, I'll get to you in a second. Oh, um, I can't wait. Yeah. So the, <laughs> the, the greens actually care. Um, they're very, very loyal. In fact, they're loyal to a fault. They'll stay in bad relationships far too long. They'll be taken advantage of, unfortunately, because they're very trusting people. Mm -hmm. um, they give. They give the shirt off their back. They give the food that they should have eaten themselves, but they give it away. Um, when I'm in class, I talk about the greens. I say, hey, if you have green as your highest, stout, your highest uh, trait, I want you to write the words, pick me, because you never pick you first. Mm -hmm. You always pick the other person, and then you resent it over mm -hmm. time. Uh, it's where that, that triangle comes into it play. Is. Well, yeah. they, they're big rescuers. Yellows and greens are your predominant rescuers. Reds, hey, rescue yourself. Circle of life. Mm -hmm. You didn't make it? Sorry, you didn't make the cut. Yep. Blues, you should have planned better. Okay. <laughs> you died um, out there, not because of uh, survival of the fittest, because well, you weren't prepared. you know, it's funny. Each of the four <laughs> styles, I jokingly say, if a high red's in the woods and they're lost, you can trust they'll get out. Mm -hmm. They'll cut their own arm off to get out of the woods. Yep. The high yellow will just scream and cry and call for their mama. <laughs> the high, uh, I'm sorry, the high yellow will do that. The high green uh, will pray and ask for someone to come find them. And the high blue never went in the forest by themselves. They always had a person with them with a map and a GPS. Yeah, contingency and a phone, plan. Satellite phone. Yeah. yeah. Um, my blue is the lowest for me. It's a four. Um, the the blue's kind of your rules keeper. They're they're the enforcer. 
Uh, they're the ones that live by a code, by a set of principles. And when those are breached, um, it's contempt. Mm-hmm. It's judgment that you get from them. Um, they are motivated and energized by structure and rules, which is why when you're using this as a sales application, understanding all four ways that selling to a high red is very, very different than selling to a high green. Mm-hmm. The tone is different. The speed is different. The, the, the inflection is different. And, and people are like, well, is that, are you trying to be a chameleon? No, I'm trying to respect the fact that you might move at a slower pace than your spouse does. Mm-hmm. And if I'm willing to address both equally, I gain trust from both equally. Yeah. It's powerful. That's a strong point because, you know, when you're, you know, for me, uh, again, I think this is the the maturation process sure. of doing this for so long. And that um, I always joke and say, you know, I got in this business. I saw the guy with the Escalade and the boat and the, the big and this right. and that, whatever. And it's like, you know, by the time you're able to have those things, they're not even your target anymore. You know, like my target, we always talk, we, we use movies a lot. And I'm a big uh, Moneyball fan, yeah. you know, and there's a point in that movie at the end where Billy Bean says, you know, because his, his, uh, his guy um, is Jonah Hill in the, in the right. movie. I forget his name. But anyway, he says, oh, Billy, we'll get over this. You know, we had a good season. It didn't work out the way they wanted because they lost in the playoffs. Right. So, we'll, you know, we'll get on this next year. And he said, I don't think you understand. I will never get over this. <laughs> I will think about this every single day because I hate losing more than I love winning. Wow. You know, and it's like, so it's like for me, you know, when I got to a point, it's not that you don't like nice things. I just think that, that the barometer changes with maturation. And so, you know, I, now that I'm to a point in my career, I say I, I can only really work with 30 or so new clients a year because it's not really that I'm saying I got to pay my bills or do this or that. It, it changes your quality of life. Right. But I pick and choose the people that I work with and I pick and choose the people that I know that I am a good fit for also. Sure. And so when I do that and I'm sitting, I say, okay, I got, you know, I got uh, Josh and, and his wife sitting here and I'm saying, okay, I got to communicate with Josh one way and I got to, I got to communicate with her a completely different way. That balance is, 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 it's way more of an art than it is a science, but it's just so important that you can balance it. So if I've got a, if I've got a high blue engineer husband and let's say an artist wife, mm-hmm. you know, I got to say, look, we're going to be really slow through this process because we need to make sure we're walking through discovery and we're getting, but along the way, we're going to make little steps of progress and we're going to chart that progress and make sure that you guys see it. That's just one easy way of me like yeah. showing, wow, we've now catered to both people because they're, they're both so important to this process. Cause I'm sitting here saying, well, what if Josh dies next week? You, uh, you better be engaged in this process right. or, or she'll be gone. Or right. Be gone. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of you're the breadwinner, that's who I'm talking to. Right. That is the personally, I think it's the most misogynistic thing that you can do. Yeah. And I really don't appreciate it when people do it, even when I'm in a meeting about something else and they want to address everything to me and not give my wife that equal value, oh, yeah. that equal importance. Yeah. It bothers me. Right. And I probably won't do business with them. Yeah. Well, and I would say your wife is, is uh, a major contributor to helping you see that if you didn't see it, because mm-hmm. on the way home, she's telling you what she did not like about that person. You put that really nicely. Well, I'm doing my best. <laughs> I, I yeah. may have not, I may have been to my class a few times. Yeah. I married uh, my twin, but she's a tough cookie, man. So well, she, okay. I need and, that in my life. Yeah. And I, I would just say, you know, we don't hide the fact that we want to profile a prospective customer. Like with my financial advisors, I'll say to them, Hey, people are like, well, is it okay to let them know that we're using a personality? Yes. And here's what you say to them. We use a communication tool and we use a tool to help us connect with you. So we understand the pace that you want to go. I do not want to assume how you want to 
roll, how you want to walk, how mm-hmm. you want to go. Some people like to move fast. Some people like to move slow. We don't like to guess. Mm-hmm. And so when you come in, we don't hold anything back. There's no trick in this. There's nothing in our profiles about money. There's nothing in our profiles about your view of money or your success with money. It's all about the way you communicate. And our job, you're coming in to talk about some of the most important things on the planet to you. Mm-hmm. Your finances and your family, typically. Right. If we don't know how to communicate with you, we could be losing you for all the wrong reasons. We could be the best financial advisor on the planet and lose you just because of something we've said or done. Style gets in the way of success. Yeah, never let it. Yeah. And so, you know, it's funny when we, well, people ask us, they're like, well, how do you help, you know, your clients see this? I say, I, I put a picture of a husband and wife or a couple up on the screen and I, I list a single list of uh, actions that you could take in a sales call. And I say, tell me whether you should do this. Yes or no. And these eager guys are like, yes, yes, no, yes, 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 yes. And they go, we go down the list. Mm-hmm. And then I pull up the same two people with their profiles, showing them differently with the answers to whether you should have or should not have taken that step in the class. And all of a sudden their eyes open up and go, we just lost them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because see, again, old school training, I don't know where it came from, taught us we lean one way. We lean who we think is in charge. Yep. And it backfires almost all the time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I, I hate to make it sound like everything in my life revolves around colors, but I kind of feel like it it has an application everywhere you go. Uh, One of my sons called me one day, and he was in an airport, and he was stuck. Um, Flights were going to get canceled, and he literally called me and said, Dad, let me describe what I see. Tell me which desk agent I should go talk to. He <laughs> needed to get on a flight. <laughs> well, the blues aren't going to break the rules. So nope. no matter what you say at that desk, you're not getting on that flight. Mm-hmm. The greens might get you on there. The yellows will find a creative way. And the reds, if you connect with the red, they'll jam you into a plane. Yep. They'll find a way. But see, understanding how to talk and meet and greet people in that way, it just it puts you on an equal playing field. Mm-hmm. It's not an unfair thing or a fair thing. It's just equal. It allows me not to lose you because of my style. Yes. And that's, that's the fun part. All right. So um, this is the moment I would say that they've all been waiting for, but this is the moment that, that probably my wife who's going to be listening to this is waiting for. I love that. All right. So, so break me open. <laughs> I, I would say I've, I've not profiled you, but I would say that you, you certainly have yellow is probably predominant in you primary or secondary. Um, you definitely have red and you definitely have green. I'm guessing you probably don't have a lot of blue. No. Bingo. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Zero blue. Okay. Well, good. I'm at four. So, yeah. Okay. You know. um, I'm negative point So, what do you want to know about you? Or what would your wife be asking me if she was sitting here about those three colors? Oh, man. Those are two entirely different questions here. Let me let me, let me attack the first one. All right. Is what, 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 uh, so when I'm in... I would say that that a spousal conversation is very similar to a professional conversation. I think that your colors are most vibrant in times of turmoil, right? Yeah. Under pressure, your, your primary typically runs the show. So what, so I'm in a, I'm in a moment, right? Where, where I'm not real happy. Okay. And I'm about to engage in an argument with somebody either in my house or otherwise. Yes. Why am I processing and what am I processing in that moment? How about that? I'll throw it back at you. Yeah, you're not, I'm going to, I'm going to make some guesses because okay. of course, you know, I, I like this. I, I've not been in your house, um, but I would venture to say that you operate off of gut versus fact. 
So you fire people that don't actually even work for you. And then someone says, by the way, you just fired the pizza guy and he was just delivering lunch. <laughs> and you're like, well, I just need him out of my life. Reds are very quick to, you know, it's in, instead of ready, aim, fire, it's just fire. They just literally jump in and crush. And they're not fair fighters. They are, they, they fight to win. It's a, everything in a Reds world tends to be win, lose. Mm-hmm. And people are like, can't you be a little more win, win? They're like, yeah, I win more, you win less. <laughs> That's their version of a win, lose. Right. Okay? And so, yeah, not a fair fighter. And so, you know, you, you, if you're saying, hey, how do I get control of that? The best thing for you to do is step back. Like if you start to feel anger, if that's the emotion that comes out, if, if, you know, when you start to, things are not going, when you're not getting, I'll tell you what it is, when you're not getting the result you want. Right. The, the reaction for the red, when they don't, when their energy gets squashed, when the result they want is not happening, the reaction is anger. Mm-hmm. For the yellow, it's anxiety when the relationship's at risk. So if you think you're in trouble with your spouse, you are probably a mess inside. Mm-hmm. And then you panic and start saying anything you can to win back, mm-hmm. which means you overcommit, you give, you might embellish. You tell a story, man. Yellows are magic at talking their way out of trouble, like magic. And, you know, my she's going to love hearing uh, this. <laughs> well, my wife, will, she's learned the phrase, hey, stop selling me. You know, the reality of it is, is, you know, until you really gain some understanding of what you need to do to, to I'm going to say adjust. The best thing I could tell your wife or give your wife as input is when you are charged, see the red charges like a, a rhino in the glass shop or whatever the saying is, mm-hmm. you know, bull in a China bull shop. Bull in a China shop. Breaking stuff, bloody trail everywhere. The, the way you confront a red is you put your hand up so that they don't run into you and you say, may I challenge you? And a red will stop instantly in their tracks and be like, what do you got? Well, I got the facts, which clearly you do not. The guy you just fired, he doesn't actually work here. You're like, oh. Or that thing you're mad about that you thought wasn't done, it's actually done. The report's sitting on your desk. Or I already talked to our kid about this. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh. And the Red's ability to shift from anger back to easygoing is like a light switch. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, you want to go to lunch? And you're like, go to lunch? Three seconds ago, you told me I was the biggest piece of crap on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, you're like, yeah. well, three seconds ago, you were. Yeah. And now you're back. So let's go to lunch. Hurry up. I'll I'll drive. Yeah. <laughs> of course. And so I, I think, you know, the, the, the best coaching I could give you in, the, in a quick and easy tip would be back up. Mm-hmm. If you start to feel anger, you should ask yourself, is anybody's life at risk? Is it a true liability? See, the Reds see everything as a liability. Everybody's just in their way. Mm-hmm. Like a hard learning for me. I'm 100% Red. So, of course, I come by this naturally. I I almost lost my wife and my kids relationally mm-hmm. because I they were just in my way. See, I had a vision to where I was going. And they either had a choice to get on my bus or not. And when that was the mindset, I treated everybody in my business, my family, my friends as liabilities. Mm-hmm. And I would submit to you that when you see your people as a piece of crap, you'll treat them like, and they'll act like that. Yeah. When you see them as leaders, it's a shift. They start yep. stepping up their game, but the reds are so time sensitive and they want what they want. And they want it now that anybody that gets in the way, they just push them out of the way. And so that's something you have to learn. You got to start seeing people as valuable. Yeah. So I, I, in listening to this, I bet, I bet Josh would agree to this is, 
and I got to pull mine up. I'm going to send it to you. Is I think in those fight or flight moments, my my profile probably looks like a sprite can because I'm I'm envisioning it's more yellow green. Okay, I was gonna because say because I, I you know the anger is not it's it's more the competitive drive in me, but it's more I'm I still have a lot of compassion laced in. Okay, but yellow greens if I'm if I'm getting this right probably get more in their feelings a little bit because yes. it's more of a moral thing. Well, maybe I should ask you what what would your wife say your your reaction is when you get into that moment at home that you were. I just assumed and kind of went red. hurt, probably hurt. Okay. Or how can I, how can I, like, I want to fix it. But the weird thing is, is I shut down. Yeah. I was gonna say greens will isolate. I, I, I shut down. Yeah. That's a fear factor. Yeah. It's a, that's a, that's a protective mode. They stay, yeah. they're standing there in the moment, but they've unplugged from the moment. Yeah. So they're there. Like I always say the never, ever, like the never ever with a red is never lie to a red. Yeah. The never ever with the yellows take them at face value. We need facts. The green, it's never a head nod. Yeah. Like when you're selling and somebody going like this, that's a great indicator they're green. That doesn't actually mean yes. Right. So your wife might be like, Do you agree with me? And you're like, even though inside you're going, <laughs> yeah. And so I think, you know, if yeah. you feel like if you feel like your green is what flares at home when those situations happen. The coaching I would give your wife is to get you talking, but she has to create a safe environment for you to do that. Mm-hmm. See, if you feel safe, you'll tell. But but a lot of times people will tell a green, hey, it's safe to tell me anything. And then the green gets real vulnerable, and then they get crushed. Right. And then it's right. like, I'm not doing that again. And that's where the style differences come in. So let me ask you this. So who is the – who is the? I'll ask this quickly, and then we'll get into the, to, to, our, to our questions here. So um, how would you say – so the person that says, look, we're figuring this out right now. That's a red. Yeah. That's a red. There's, because we're not wasting any time on this. Yeah. Just time is the key motivator for red. And we're going to get to the... So would you say that a red is somebody that at the end of the day is also figuring out who's at fault? Well, they're not actually figuring out. They're just blaming somebody, typically. Okay, yeah. I'm was, just going to say... Uh, yeah, I said it the nice yeah. way, didn't I? Yeah, I'm just going to say... I sugar-coated that. Yeah, no. They, the, yeah. Reds, see, the Reds don't need sugar. They don't yeah. have feelings. It doesn't matter. So like, oh, or even something little is, I have a headache. Oh, it must be allergies, or it must be this, it must be that, kind of sorting through it. But like, in an argument, it's... Um, at the end of this deal, I got to know who, like, it, it wasn't me. That That's the truth. It's not about I got to figure out who it is. We already know that it's not me. <laughs> right. So that only leaves you. Like, my wife, this and this is a great tip. I mean, we're not marriage counselors by any means, but I will tell you, we've been through a lot, and, and we share a lot of this. Um, Reds are not fair fighters. They fight what my wife says around the barn. They take it around the barn until they find a way to put you, the other person, in the blame. Mm-hmm. whether it's equal blame or more blame, but never less. Mm-hmm. And so at one point in our marriage, and, and this is, this has been, this is, this is the nugget right here. Like if you're going to get something, get this. We're in a fight 45 minutes in and she says, I'm done. I said, what do you mean you're done? Cause I'm not done. Cause I haven't figured out a way to pin this on you. And I got a lot more to say. <laughs> uh, she said, here's the deal. Clearly we are not in agreement where we've been and that's not going to change but we can choose to look forward to determine what we're going to do to not get back there wow that's that's pretty powerful stuff she said if you're in i'm in if you're not this conversation has ended and i will tell you we've used that with each other on each other at each other Mm -hmm. 
I mean, this is probably four or five years ago, 29 years in, first mm-hmm. 25, you know, four or five years ago, we started agreeing that at any point in a conversation, any of us could say, you know what? We can keep looking backwards, even though we can't change what has happened, and even though we may not agree on who said what. Mm-hmm. Or we can look forward and plot a course that protects our marriage and protects our relationship. Which do we want to work on? Mm-hmm. Getting it right versus being right. 100%. Yeah. So powerful. Yeah. So powerful. That's good stuff. Yeah. I'm going to... I mean, this has really been applicable. So so now, now, now you're in the hot seat. Okay. All right? Come on. I want... Uh, Mr. Paul Carpenter, I want you to tell me and everybody listening, what do you love about you? What makes you great? Well, gosh, I think, first of all, thank you for even, you know, saying that I love a good, you know, attaboy. Yeah. Um, I, I think my gift is that I help people come to a point of decision. Like I don't tell people what to do. I don't tell people this is your way. What I do is I help them discover the options. Mm-hmm. And then I help them see in my house, this is what leaders do. But you have to determine for you what leaders do. I had a conversation last night with a longstanding client. He's been put in a very compromising situation. A board of directors is asking him to weigh in on his boss. And it's it's not pretty. And he called me. He's like, I, what do I say? And I said, I, I can't answer that for you but I can give you some boundaries that you might want to stay within. Mm-hmm. I said, what, what, what's the end goal? And so I just started talking him through. And I think if, if, if the people who know me best, what they would tell you is I'm really good at helping people self-discover what they should do, mm-hmm. but it's still their decision. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm, I'm a connector. I help people connect dots that they don't see. I help people connect with people they don't understand. I help people, um, you know, see value in themselves and see value in people. So what are the attributes in you that you think would, would support that in one words? I say one words. I mean, you know, one word um, adjectives. Yeah, I would say that um, I'm engaging. I would say that... Um, I got you at a loss for words here. Well, you know, this is I, this is a theme, by the way. Nothing out of my mouth is one word, my friend. People yeah. are like, "Hey, well, how long is your intro?" I'm like, oh, "About an hour." Trust me, I can relate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just, I think uh, I'm a connector, man. I, I mean, yeah. when I think of, you know, Josh actually asked me at one point. He said, "What's your personal brand?" And I said, "If I did, if I had to sum up what I do with people, it's connect." Mm-hmm. And well, forget what you do. I'm talking about you, who the I man. Am, who I am as a person. The man, Paul Carpenter. Yeah, I I would say that um, I, ooh, that's a tough <laughs> one, bro. I mean, isn't it crazy, right? Like weird. I'm sitting here and I'm yeah. like, I'm enamored with what you're what you're saying. I, I'm all in and listening to you. I always like every conversation we have, and we need to have more of them. But I mean, and yet we we were so uneasy. You know, in, in saying, so let me flip this a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me go come at it from a different, different angle. Yeah. Great. The way that you talk about your wife seems so endearing and it yeah. seems to be such an easy way of saying it, but I want you to give me adjectives that, that you can tell me about the things that you, that make her so great. Wisdom is her top. What I would say, my wife is a woman of very few words, 
but when she speaks, it is rock solid. So wise? Yeah, wisdom, uh, wise. Mm -hmm. She is uh, compassionate. Mm -hmm. She's caring. She is a great listener. Mm -hmm. Um, She is empathetic. Mm -hmm. She has all the traits of the green and the blue. So, so you, so you can, yeah, you just, just right now back. rattle those off. No yeah. problem. Right. Yeah. And you're somebody that profiles. So when we profile, we're profiling essentially, um, and figuring out how people process, how they work. That's more of a, yes. of a verb profile, right? Yeah. Not an adjective, uh, an adjective profile. So as much, yeah. right. Yeah. And so as good as you are at that, right. It, it's still hard for you to find those adjectives about you, which actually could really help define your color. Oh yeah, I, right? I mean, I guess if you put it that way, I could I could flip it very easily to say that I am a bottom line. I'm directive. I'm charming. I'm funny, or at least I think I'm funny. My dad jokes are not as funny as they used to. Yeah, be. And my kids would tell you that. <laughs> we all are, right? Um, I'm a great singer in the shower. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. I would say that um, I'm creative. Yeah, I would say that I um, have very little limitations. Yeah. In a positive way and sometimes in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not in a box. And so, you know, I'm entrepreneurial. Entrepreneurial. I would say that, um, you know, I'm, I, I have a compassionate side, but I don't, I don't show it. I don't know how to show it. Like I tell people, I'm working on having feelings. Mm-hmm. Like I used to joke in my training, my wife will tell you I don't have feelings. But that's mm-hmm. not actually true. I had a client actually text me this morning. She said, hey, we're both the same style. She uh, said, lady. She said, why do people always just see my red? I, I, I do have feelings. And I said, you know, the reds are not good at sharing their feelings. The reds are actually very fearful of being outed, of being found out, of being um, vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Because their fear is being rejected. Mm-hmm. So their nature is to reject first versus being rejected. And I got a lot of that. I mean, I, I think, you know, in another podcast, if you want to unpack this, um, you know, I went to counseling big for my marriage. And mm-hmm. the guy said, who do you need? And I couldn't answer the question. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, who do you need in this planet, in this world? I said, what do you, what, what do you mean? Who do I need? He said, like, heaven forbid something happened to Kim and the kids. Would you survive? And it took me like three seconds ago. Uh, duh. Yeah, I'd survive. <laughs> Reds don't quit. Right. He said, well, the problem in your marriage is you don't need your wife and your wife knows you don't need your wife. Mm-hmm. See, your wife, you signed up for you to need her and her to need you, mm-hmm. and you're not meeting your end of the deal. Yeah. See, that's a part of me I don't like. That's a part of me I'm working on. Right, right. Uh, and, and so, anyway, that we could go all You know all what's interesting, this, Paul, though, is, is just me talking to you, and, and I'd say if, if one of my skills, that I, I, and, and, uh, and Josh has been around me quite a while now, is I can nail a situation pretty quickly in about 30 seconds of talking to somebody. You do this every day over time, not just us coaching kids, being around people. Right. And I never met a stranger. Right. I mean, we'll yeah, be in Las Vegas and I'll run in, you know, I'll have 10 new friends when right. I leave. But um, I actually think, and th- you can put this on a t-shirt and wear this in Cancun. You ready for this Love one? It. I actually think that your disposition comes in a shade of gray or green. Sorry. Your well, disposition has a shade of green. Just, just in my perception. Component. See, there's a spiritual component that the profile doesn't measure. And, yeah. and, and I'm just going to say, I, I'm, I, I don't shy away from that. I'm very bold about that. In fact, some places I have to shy away because it's not you, you know, don't have to here. Well, I mean, there is a spiritual component to my life that is that has saved me. Yeah, to be quite honest. Yeah, 
It has saved me from maybe my natural wiring, getting me in trouble in some ways I shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. It has definitely saved my marriage. It saved my relationship with my kids. My relationship with my kids, I, I feel, you know, um, you, you both know one of my kids, so you, you, know, you, may, you may have to go get some validation to this. But I, I would say the relationship with my kids um, ha- was renewed about 10, 15 years ago based on applying what I teach. I was that guy who was teaching it but not using it. And I started using it. It changed my life. Mm-hmm. And, and and I'll give God credit for that. There's that spiritual component of saving me and helping me understand that I I may be naturally wired, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, through who God is, I can change. Mm-hmm. And that's the green that you're seeing in me. But I, I wouldn't say it's green profile green. I would say it's green spiritual green. If yeah, that makes sense. It does. And 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 we'll end on this. And I want to give the listeners a chance to check you out and check out Zone Insights, all that. But you know, there's a saying that I've used on this, and I and I don't I don't worry about redundancy when I'm on this because I feel like good good lines and good wisdom should be shared all the time. Yeah. But a, a, a smart man told me a couple years ago, and I've never forgotten this, and, and if I'm screwing this up, I surely hope he would email me or call <laughs> me or text me. But that wisdom is the daughter of all success, but it's the mother of all failure. Yeah. And that was power. I was heavy when, yeah. when, and I said, wow, you talk about putting something on a t-shirt yeah. and for you to sit here and share this. And we live in a world where people are scared to shit, say, Hey, yeah, we did get counseling. Hey, I did get help. I, yeah. I wasn't a bad place. You know what? <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. You know? And, and I think that first of all, I appreciate you, you, you being here and sharing and even being a little bit vulnerable. And I think we all have a place to grow from always. Oh, yeah. And there's always, you know what? And in, in a year or two, you're going to have something else that happened well, between now and then that you're going to grow from that probably wasn't ideal. No. And I would say every day is a training day. Yeah. Every day is an opportunity. Like people are like, hey, I've been through your training. Should I sit through it again? I'm like, I don't know. The stories have gotten better. Yeah. I, I mean, the truth of the matter is because I'll walk out of this conversation and turn that into a training story about a situation you shared or an interaction you had with a client before we got here about just compassion or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. I had two coaching calls before I got here, two pieces of application that would apply. Look, it's the same. Here's the reality. We're all in the same trash ground. Mm-hmm. Same trash, different address. Mm-hmm. Your problems in your marriage, probably not a lot different than problems nope. in my marriage. They just have a different zip code. And But the reality is most of us aren't talking about them mm-hmm. because we want to look good. Yeah, And I'm like, you know what? I started adding my family stories into my business training. Mm-hmm. I have grown men and women crying in class, not because I'm trying to get them to cry, but because that's their same kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving them hope that there is hope for restoration in a marriage. And they think that it's unique to them. And it's funny, I, I, I'll end on this, I promise, J-Rock. But it's like <laughs> when Brian Kelly got interviewed after yeah. the uh, re- the semifinal game, and obviously I'm a domer, so I'm a homer a little bit on, on the on the Irish. But he's like, they're interviewing, and then they're saying, well, was it a game plan issue? How come you're in this big game and, and you can't beat Alabama this year? It was Clemson a few years ago. And he's like, do you think that this is a, a, a problem that's unique to Notre Dame? Right. By the way, they end up playing them better than any other team all year, right? But he got bashed in that press conference. Yeah. yeah and even holding them to 27 points or whatever it was, 28 points. So this isn't a problem unique to us. We're in the playoff. We're playing yeah. Clemson one year. is one of the best teams ever in Alabama this year. Yeah. We all have the same problem. Right. We can't tackle the guys in the, in the, in the crimson jerseys. <laughs> it's not unique to me. Right. It's everybody. And I think couples have that. So, 100%. so that's a good tee up for this. So, 
there might be a, 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 a one of my a fellow entrepreneur or a couple or somebody listening to say, you know what, I'd like to maybe walk through this, yeah, both personally and professionally. So is that something that if you didn't have, you know, uh, you know, some sort of, of, uh, of login or, or, or purchase as a, as a business owner or something like that, can individuals go check this out? How does that look? And, and share, you know, with everybody briefly how they could check this out and help help them along. You bet. So you can go to uh, zoneinsights.com. You can email me at paul at zoneinsights. Reach out to me. Um, you know, there's no charge to connect. Um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, I, I would say that we'd love to talk with you. The application is, it, 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 there's no boundary on that, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking to connect with people on the business front, could be managing your staff, drama in the organization, uh, accountability issues, personal responsibility in the business. If you're looking to connect via sales, especially in your world, we do a lot of work with financial advisors, and it's a great connection opportunity. Or just even on the life side, we do a lot of work in churches and ministries because, hey, we have a heartbeat. It's a great give back for us. Mm-hmm. We, we, we are a living testimony to what is done in our own marriage, and we have great hope that there's, there's a path. You know? So we'd love to hear from you. Thanks, yeah. for, the, thanks for teeing that up. Well, this has been great, man. This is, we unpacked a lot. I, this, I think this is the longest we've gone. I, we could do this all day. We'll definitely have you back. Um, I would say next time what we'll do is we'll actually bring some profiles on. Maybe, Paul, it's been real. Sounds great. Thank you, man, yes, for sir. everything. It's Thank COVID, you. but we're shaking hands. That's all good, man. Um, and uh, this has been absolutely awesome. Thanks for having me. We appreciate everybody tuning in for the Authentic Conviction Podcast. And uh, we'll be back with another episode next week.